How many of you have experienced bullying during your time in school, either primary school or possibly more regularly in secondary school, particularly in that first year when you go into secondary school? Or how many of you have had children who have had that experience? And what have you been able to do to help? Have you been aware of it? What has the school done to help? Well, our next guest is talking about his own experience of being bullied in secondary school, one which was so severe that he actually dropped out of school himself. Chris Sherlock, thank you very much for taking the time to come in, come up from Galway and come into studio to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure, Matt. Thanks for having me. How many years ago did all this happen? Back in 2004, it was the the transition from primary school to secondary and in that time frame, you're getting used to, you know, the, the new school. It was a brand new school, new subjects, you know, new teachers, even new classmates. So you're trying to be that little bit impressionable. And when you're trying to find your feet, you're in that zone of like just hell for leather. And from the get go, Matt, from when I started secondary school, it was name calling. It was pushing and shoving against walls. You know, it was... Everything and anything was thrown at me in terms of, you know, calling me names or whatever. And then even in the school canteen, you know, you'd be going to get lunch and you'd, you'd have people like looking at you, talking about you. I think it was just because you're that first year student and there's th- there was this thing and it still happens to this day where it's you're prone to a first year beaten. And even in that first year, it's like the first year beaten from kids as well. And more importantly, they're the ones that are like, oh, we can pick on the new ones now that come in because they don't know any better. Do you know? Were you on your own in your first year in take to suffer this or just others as well? Uh, to be honest with you, there was a few that I learned afterwards, but in the moment and kind of in that first few weeks, I, I wasn't aware of anyone else. I was mostly just looking over my shoulder and worrying about me only. And, you know, there was a lot to take on in, in, in those. It was just three weeks that I was in secondary school for. But in the, in that three weeks, it was just, you know, it, it got physical then after a, a period of time. And it was... You were beaten up, were you? Yeah. So there was one incident on the, the first break one day and I remember phoning home you know just checking in with the parents just to see what I was kind of needing for school for class and all of a sudden while I was on the phone doing this I was pushed and shoved against the wall and before I knew it there was a hand around my neck choking me and I was just paralysed with fear to be honest with you and I just remember looking around trying to push them off me and I couldn't see beyond two lads that were there and they were just name calling saying you know who are you on the phone to and in the process of this they took the phone out of my hand and flung it across the area where I was and I was like stunned and it felt like an hour but in reality it might have been only a minute not even a minute but you, you just think how can I get out of this situation and you know it was two against one. Did you know any of these other boys or had you been in primary school with any of them? No, these guys weren't in primary school with me. They were just ones that were in the school already. Uh, I think there were third years that were that were doing it. And then there was another group, which I can tell you about. And they, they, they were kind of in on, I say they all knew each other because in, in Galway, Someone knows somebody. It's it's a, it's a big enough town, but it's a small enough city. And I think they must have known that, look, this guy is an easy find and we'll pick on him and just have a bit of fun in their terms of getting popular, you know, to be popular. Were there any girls involved? No, it was an all boys school. So there was, there was no girls around unless you'd see them on a lunch break from another school. Who did you turn to when this happened? 
at first I didn't say anything um, because it during that first um, incident, I was on the phone and I was more worried about the call being still active because I was paranoid that my mother was going to hear all this and I didn't want any extra hassle. And to me, that extra hassle was my parents finding out, going to the school and then for me having to actually point out these bullies who were picking on me and then you're that consequences of being a rat and then you're, they're going to be out to get you again because they've got detention or suspended or whatever. So I didn't want to say anything to anybody. And it was only as matters got worse and worse, I eventually had to. So the other incident that, I, that I'll tell you about is basically I was going to class and to, to paint you a little bit of a quick picture. It's an old style building and you're you're basically up on a on the fifth floor and you're I was going to like a it was a woodwork class or whatever. And on each corridor there's a set of double doors and you're basically going up hardcore flooring and I remember there was these kids loitering on each floor as you go up which wasn't uncommon for a school but on this particular floor there was the set of the other two lads that were there and they were like standing in front of the door saying you know require money to pass through here and they were just blocking the door pretending to be bodyguards and saying look uh, you know uh, people with book teeth can't pass through here, all that type of thing, just entered the control at me. And I just tried to keep, you know, I kept trying to go to the through the door and they were just pushing and shoving. And eventually they cut my bag and pulled it off me because it was just over one shoulder. And then they pushed me down the flight of stairs that I just come up. And it was just... Were you I badly remember, hurt? Uh, sorry? Were you badly hurt? I remember looking at my arm and from my, just kind of before my elbow up to my wrist here, it was pumping with blood. And I just remember looking up and them sniggering, laughing. You know, they got their thrill out of it, but I could feel my side, my back, and I could just feel um, in complete shock. I didn't really know where I was. I was delirious. And I just remember thinking, I need to get help here. And I went down and luckily there was a school nurse in the school office there. And she basically bandaged me up and called for my parents to go home. And I was asked about this, you know, because this was very physical and, you know, there was there was signs of, of of struggle, basically. And I just covered it up saying that I was clumsy and I tripped and fell down the stairs. Did you go back to school after that? No, that, uh, to be honest with you, that was the final straw. Now, I did try and I remember basically going to the school gates following a few days after that. And my mother accompanied me on this particular morning. And when we were going through the school gates, I just completely froze and it was like if you put like a force field in front of me I just couldn't pass it just wasn't going to happen and I remember looking at the school and just breaking down not being able to breathe hysterically crying now I didn't know it at the time but I was having a panic attack I was feeling pains in my chest and this was the impact it was having now in the course of the few days off to this day I was not sleeping too good I was feeling you know sick all the time and I was coming up with excuses trying to avoid going into school and I just thought to myself, you know, this this is the end here. This is, I, I actually thought I was dying uh, at those school gates. So I was trying to blurt out everything to my mother beside me who was worried and was trying to make sense of what I was saying. So eventually we were just, took it handy. We went home, talked it out and then we went to the school to basically say what was happening. And like that, the principal turned around and basically said that, the consequences of being a first year student. It's a tradition to have a first year beaten. And we, yeah, and we, and we were like, what? My dad was furious because he was in on this meeting this day and he was like, what kind of school is this? Had you any older brothers and sisters? I have, one, I have one brother 
and he's 16 years older than me. So there's quite a gap. <laughs> the, but yeah, so like, but he, he, I could turn to him for help if I needed to, but I was trying to do it all on had my own. Had he been in the same school? No, he was in a different school and slightly a different. And had not had any, any he, issues like that? Well, when he was younger, it was different. It was kind of the late 80s, early 90s. So his time was completely different to mine. But yet, that, not that far away. He, he did have hassle in school, but he was more able to stand up to them. Did you, you see, if you didn't go back to the school because you didn't get out for the principal, did you go to another school? Uh, I did try after, but I was so worried about, you know, we we got into another school, we were trying. I had the minister, for, or I had the, the head of education for Galway come out uh, to my house on a weekly basis, you know, trying to give me structure and strategy to get back to school and cope with stuff. And I was also dealing with a teen psychologist as well at the time. And we were trying to come up with ways just to, you know, work my way back in, even if I'd only do, say, two days a week then I would be two days in and two, maybe three days homeschool, just ease back into it until I was comfortable. But that that stopped very quick. And then I was given tuition because I was refusing to go to school and government cuts cut that then. So I only had it for just under a year and it was supposed to take me up to my junior cert. So you didn't do your junior cert, did I've you? No, to this day, I have no junior cert. I have no leaving cert because of the bullies, basically. And what age are you now? I'm now 31. Okay, and you're back in schools, aren't you, talking about your experiences to try and help young boys and young girls who might be going through something similar? Exactly, yeah. So I just want to, you know, express my story to everyone and anyone that's willing to listen and to raise this bullying awareness because... For years after this, I, I contemplated suicide shortly afterwards. I was at the very brink. I was moments away from doing it, to be quite honest with you. And I'm not afraid to say you know, that that this was the case because I was living with the pressure of the day-to-day afterwards and that pressure was education officers coming to my house. I was always been pushed by my teachers to go back to school and I was worried then about my parents, what they would think of me in later life. You know, this fella is, you know, useless. You know, he's not going to have an education. He can't go to college with no junior cert or leaving. So I had all this going around in my head non-stop and I just thought, well, I should end it all. And... This is where I was, but by a stroke of luck, to be honest with you, I was out walking, I was listening to music and I had contemplated doing it that particular day. I thought, that's it, this is the end. But by chance, uh, two friends from my estate just were walking home. God was a small enough city and they saw me and they just distracted me for that second that it took and said, do you want to go back to our place playing video games? And to be honest, if I hadn't met them, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. How are you now? Because... You are confident enough to be able to talk about what was a terrible experience for you. So how have you come out of it? How have you developed? Well, I took things slow. There was a good few years in the background where I was afraid to be going into, say, a public building. And if there was 10 or more people, I was flight, I was gone because I would be afraid to be around people in case they'd start picking on me. So I want to basically say this to people and say this is where I was this is the state how bad things got over time I learned to be around people again and I, I progressed and progressed each time by just getting counselling and you know doing my hobbies was a big thing and then I bottled it all up for years I said right that's it no more talking about bullying no more talking about school I wanted to go forward with my life and actually get involved in what I wanted to do and Today I'm I'm started off in radio broadcasting and hopefully to do TV down the line, 
but it was only a few years ago that I was asked to write about it for a mental health awareness book that's with Book Hub Publishing in Galway. And it was just that realisation, should I dig it all up again? You know, what effects would it have on me? And I was so worried of the outcome, but I actually found it so therapeutic to actually write about it Good. and put it out there. And I thought, well, I shouldn't, you know, hide this. And just to answer an earlier question that you were mentioning, Matt, sorry, that this is why I wanted to go out. It, it gave me that as I was writing about it, I should tell this to others in the hope to actually help them and know that they're not alone. Chris Sherlock, one thing to finish though, when you do go to the schools and talk now, do you get the impression that it's better in the schools, that there is less bullying going on, or that when bullying takes place, that the schools and authorities deal with it better? Well, there's a lot of strategies put in place uh, in recent, and I'm always looking at the, the government.ie website, and they've got an action plan that's actually for bullying, you know, to help combat, combat bullying, and every school is to, you know, follow through with it. But... Do they really follow through with it? Some schools that I've actually been in so far do have wellness weeks and anti-bullying week is always usually the second, third week of November. And we use these particular times to go in and talk to schools and say, look, if you're a victim or have been a victim or possibly the bully themselves, know that your consequences have actions. So by doing this, there's a bit of improvement. But to be honest, Matt, I think we have a long way to go, not just in schools, but the workplace and even in romantic relationships. There's a lot that needs to be done in terms of people with senior power like to think they can walk all over you. And it, it, it worries me. But and actually, just on that briefly, have you had that experience in adult life since you left school? Thankfully, touch wood, not of yet. Everyone I've met in, in the radio world so far, in, in the workplaces that I've had, other jobs, everyone's been so nice and decent and kind. And that's the message I want to get across. You know, respect others, be kind, because you don't know what is going on in someone else's head or in their life. You know, if someone's having a bad day, we all have it. Do you know what I mean? So we just treat each other with respect and kindness. Chris Sherlock, thank you for sharing your story. I suspect there's a lot of people with personal experience of bullying or who have children who have been bullied who will, that will resonate with. So thank you for doing it. Our weekly uh, environment spot, Chris, John Gibbons is away on holidays. So we have a replacement for him who will introduce you to her when we come back after this.